0: The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with C. Michael Gibson and org.
1: Mike Gibson, Steve Steinhubel, coming to you virtually from AHA. I'm obviously here in Boston. Steve, you're obviously in Alaska. First of all, Steve, tell us how you're like in Alaska.
0: is amazing. And, and I'm not saying this just because my wife runs a bed and breakfast here, but I think everybody should come up and visit Alaska at least once in your life and ideally several times. Great.
1: Well, you're also doing your research. Uh, talk to us a little bit
0: about the three-year follow-up of MSTOPs. So MSTOPs was really designed as a pragmatic, um, a sightless study. So it was one of the really first of its kind um, to do that. And, and so we initially showed that by wearing an ECG patch, everybody wore an uh, iRhythm Zio patch that they placed on themselves, average age of 73, um, That. Um, in relative to uh, so the initial randomized study of immediate monitoring versus four months delayed monitoring that there was about a ninefold increase in AFib diagnosis in the immediate monitoring versus delayed. Um, we then pooled the, the monitored patients, uh, participants in the study and compared those to observational controls at one year. In, um, in both looking at AFib diagnosis as well as looking at heart, healthcare utilization. So these results are the three-year follow-ups where we specifically were looking at outcomes of, uh, for efficacy outcomes of death, stroke, MI and systemic embolization, and then the safety outcomes of hospitalization for bleeding as a primary diagnosis. And what did you see? So um, we found a significant um, overall reduction in the combined endpoint of death, stroke, um, MI, and systemic embolization uh, that the, um, it was about a, a little bit more than a 20% uh, relative reduction in, in the hazard ratio that was uh, highly statistically significant of the component endpoints, uh, death was significantly reduced and uh, stroke was um, not quite significantly reduced in the overall cohort. And then there was no difference in MI or in systemic em- embolization. In, in the safety endpoint, we actually found surprisingly a significant decrease in bleeding uh, hospitalizations for bleeding. And that was initially, we were just looking for neutrality and so that surprised us, and um, subsequently found a, a publication out of Scandinavia in the last year that showed um, almost the exact results uh, based on anticoagulation started as an outpatient versus anticoagulation started as an inpatient, and they found that if it was started as an inpatient, significantly higher bleeding rates over the next year. So we think that that explains the um, the unexpected actual benefit of. Um, of identifying AFib through an ECG path when somebody is asymptomatic, as opposed to waiting until they're symptomatic. Uh,
1: so, um, is it that people who are hospitalized are more frail, and that's why they have more bleeding with initiation I, of anticoagulation? I mean, versus I the application setting, or
0: it's a great question. I don't know the answer. Um, I would think it's a combination of just the acuteness of the event and maybe the uh, the uh, starting the anticoagulation early, but also interestingly what they um, found is that it was over the following year there was still an increase in bleeding, so it wasn't just associated with uh, the uh, acute event, um, the, the acute hospitalization when it was started.
1: Interesting. Well, great work. You know, this was one of the first virtual trials. We're replacing a lot of the bricks and mortar with uh, all these new fancy technologies. We're trying to follow on with what you did in the Heartline study, where we're randomizing people to Apple Watch versus no Apple Watch. If you uh, have asymptomatic AFib detected, then you get put on anticoagulation. We're looking at a lot of the hard endpoints you were, and also looking at bleeding. So we'll see if our studies are concorded.
0: I hope so. I, I think, as you know, there's a lot of studies ongoing besides Heartline that are looking at patches, looking at smartwatches, looking at, at personal ECGs, all you know, focused on what the benefit of screening is, which makes a lot of sense that we can impact really important clinical outcomes, but the hard data has been missing. And, and we're thrilled that m is one of the first to show that benefit. I, I would highlight that one of the limitations is that we had an observational control versus those actively randomized. So w- even though I, what the, the results I gave you were the adjusted analyses, um, and uh, but there's you know still the potential for um, uh, unmeasured confounders uh, in you know people who agree to participate in the study versus those who don't. But interestingly, I point out so that for there were still a good number. Of People in the actively monitored arm who had clinically diagnosed AFib, and their event rate was actually no different than those in the observational arm who had clinically diagnosed AFib, suggesting that you know that 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 any potential difference is actually smaller than uh, or potentially uh, insignificant. But th- that is a difference, um, and again, uh, future randomized studies will hopefully be concordant with what we found too, and, and reinforce what we found in themselves.
1: Well, great. Steve, good to see you. Good to see you're enjoying Alaska. Hope I can make it up there. Thank you. Uh, Please do. Mike, thanks a lot. Thanks to all of you out there for joining us here virtually from AHA 2020.